So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves. God bless you and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries program. And those of you that are listening by podcast platform, we are so grateful uh, that you have joined us today and that you have given us um, generously the opportunity to talk to you about the wonderful things of God. I love all that old hymn, Terry, that says, wonderful words of life. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, how marvelous, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. Sing for us. <laughs> you know, those are such wonderful old hymns, and they almost need like a full orchestra behind them because they're so grandiose in the declaration that oh, they yeah. make. I mean, they're marvelous. And I just hear in my head all the marvelous old as hymns being sung in church and, and the joy that, that it brought to the oh, congregation yeah. to make those, those uh, declarative statements yes, and declare yes. the goodness of God. And that's what we're called upon in the earth And to they do. had the Word of God in them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, they were anointed. Yeah, some of now, those. A lot of praise and worship songs today that churches do really have zero anointing, uh, yeah. and they don't. They don't know why they don't have anointing. They just think it's fun to sing them, but it's because <laughs> they don't have any word in them. Because the word has its own anointing. The word, no, it does. the word carries the anointing. And so many of those old songs, I, I'm. I'm almost sure we're going to sing in heaven, you oh, know, no after the after the uh, catching away of the church and all of those wonderful things that are going to happen. The book of Revelation promises us. And uh, it is just as amazing to me, those great old hymns, Blessed Assurance, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, you just go and, and the history. There, Nobody's ever improved on those. No, they haven't. Nor the Christmas carols. Kind of, I was going to say, it's kind of like yeah, Christmas right. carols, you know, <laughs> every, every year Christmas comes around right. every year, every year, every year. Yeah. And people try to write a new Christmas song, but they all bomb, and we always go back to those. Everybody goes old, back to the standard, ancient, traditional favorite. Yes, and all holy and night. And they have the word in them. And they have the word Talking in about them. the birth of Jesus. They, I, every year they have a, a vote of some kind around the world, and they say, Oh, Holy Night is still the number one. Really? You know, Christmas carol sung around the world, and it tells the gospel story. I don't know why you asked me to vote. <laughs> well, you know, they figure yours is, yours is a given. Oh. <laughs> but I'm just so grateful for the declarative truth from the Word of God that, that is out there for us to say all the time. Oh, yes. Those absolutes of the Word of God, absolute truths of the Word of God. And that, you you know, that it always brings me back to how you've preached in foreign countries and how you, you know, have the open air crusades that preaching is just, uh, and Paul said in the New Testament that it's by the foolishness of preaching, yeah, yeah. the gospel is shared around the world. It's those declarative absolutes. Jesus Christ is the son of God. Yes. Jesus was born of a virgin, yes. you know, that he's the son of God and he came to earth uh, to uh, sacrifice his body yes. as, a, as a substitute for 
our That's sins right. and to redeem man back That's to right. God. I mean, all those wonderful paid things. Paid for our sins with yes, his blood. Paid for blood, our healing with his blood. The blood. <laughs> no, that's right. When you preach, you know, you're you're preaching uh, statements that are just declarative. That's right. You're not trying to teach. You're not trying to explain. You're just absolutely stating a fact. This is a fact. fact. And there's the anointing on that. That's, yes, there is. You know. And singing is much like that. Oh, singing sure, sure. makes a declaration. And so many of our songs today, we're not, we're not, you know, critical of, of people. I think people start where they are and they try to do their, the best that they can. But when you've got, you know, like 15 bars of oh, 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 or ha, 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 or ha, 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 or whatever in it, you know, you're, there, there's hard to get anointing on those kind of things that'll really change people's lives. And, but a lot of churches, Terry, don't know anything about the anointing. Oh, no, no. And I've and never seen any anointing that. on several lines of oh, 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 yeah, oh. Right. I thought, we have nearly a million word vocabulary. Y'all couldn't come up with something more constructive than creative than that. You know, I didn't and, know we were going to do a podcast about <laughs> songs. And of well, course, I know nothing about music. Well, we've but only got for gone, decades, yeah. you've been one of my favorite singers. <laughs> well, thank and you. And piano players. And yet, we never ever get you to sing on the on the programs or well, uh, in, hardly, <laughs> in, hardly in church. You know? Well, I, I usually try to break out in some acapella dynamic. And, uh, you know, because so many of the young piano players don't know the old songs and, and that you and I don't, uh, that you and I so honor in our everyday life. And it's so important for us to realize and give honor to those things. And the and the local churches, so many times, they have young song leaders and they have young youth uh, in there. And we want to reach everybody. But, but it's words that have the most power in the universe. Words have the power. Well, sure. And we well, are the God's of, speaking God yeah, and created us to be speaking exactly. beings. We're the top of God's creation, and we are the only thing in His creation that has the ability to think and speak and and create and call things no, that be right. not. As Second Corinthians chapter four is well worth a good read. Uh, you know, when you have nothing else to do and you're in trouble, is go over there and read Second Corinthians and realize that in chapter four, God says we call things as though they were not. That we are they have the same spirit of faith, and we call things that be not. Romans chapter four the same thing, calling things that be not as though they were. Yes. That is what faith is all about. Yes, and that's absolutely. what that's what you've done, uh, you know, around the world and all these different countries of the world. And uh, God has has given you the opportunity to preach the word of God in so many different uh, venues, so many different nations, so many different di- from jungles, <laughs> you know, to uh, sure. some real elaborate hotel rooms and, and ballrooms and places like that, big churches, small churches, um, you know, just it's just so amazing that the gospel uh, when you make a declarative statement <laughs> like the Lord is good you know yes. how marvelous how his wonderful mercy endures forever. his mercy endures forever all of these things just prick the hearts of people and it oh, causes them to turn to look to a living <clears throat> God and I didn't know we were going to talk about songs but since we're on this subject we might as well ride this horse but you might you might realize that um, the old hymns that we're talking about They'll have several, um, well, the proper word is stanzas to them, but but there were several lines, several several verses. Verses, thank mm-hmm. you. Uh, but you might notice in churches, I don't care if you go to Baptist church, Methodist church, doesn't matter what it is, uh, the song leader will stand up there and he'll say, let's sing the first and fourth stanza. <laughs> Almost every time. I mean, it doesn't matter where you go, they'll say, let's sing page number such and such, hymn number, hymn so and so. Let's sing the first and fourth stanza. And if you listen to that first one and that last one, mm-hmm. they'll be very anointed. Right. 
because they'll be full of word. Right. And so what I and yet the second and third, not so much. In fact, preachers make fun of hymns because they'll say, oh, those hymns are so unbelieving. They're so terrible. They're so awful. <laughs> and, and many of them are in the so, second and third stanza. But right. usually that first and fourth are anointed. And here's my, my Terry Miser's opinion about that. I believe the Holy Ghost gives that songwriter that first and last stanza some powerful anointed word. And then the songwriter thinks, Okay, I got to have some fill in. I got to have a couple more stanzas. I got to have three more <laughs> verses here. So then they'd start putting religious thoughts together. Right, right. But that first one will be powerful word. That right. last one will be powerful word. And the second and third, or the second, third, whatever, will just be just religious no. church <laughs> words. But yeah. there's no anointing, there's right. no punch there. And many times, even there's unbelief there because it came out of the, the songwriter's heart right. instead right. of coming like the first and the fourth. King, or the first and last came from the Holy Ghost. Well, the the one one song I'll give a commercial for quickly here is uh, the Christmas Carol, "Joy to the World." All those yes. verses sure. are absolutely astounding. Sure, sing them and all. they're just I mean, just sing them all. Sing, I sing them all year long. I sing I sing "Joy to the World" and and all of these wonderful. Uh, I love you know I've got my favorite, but I just love to just sing them um, all the time. You know, sure. I mean, because it it just has such word to them. Um, you know, and it's it's all of that that makes the gospel really powerful to realize you can sing the gospel, you can preach the gospel, you can confess the gospel, the gospel. you can pray the word of God. When I found that out, oh my goodness, oh, when, different I, world. when I found out I could pray the word of God and pray the gospel and confess it over my family and begin to speak the word of God and use, yes. use prayer language right off the pages of this book, it changed well, my sure, life. Me too. You know, it it just has such a a different perspective. It, it, your mind just becomes alive with it when you begin to pray the word of God, because sure. it, there's an as you said, it has an anointing on the word. Yes, yes, it yes. has an anointing on the word. One of the things that um, we've been talking about lately, Terry, and thanking God for, and uh, as we're beginning a whole new year here, is thanking God for our partners oh, and thanking goodness. God for people that have stood with you. Uh, you've had partners, you said, from way back, even a few of them from the 70s that are still alive. Oh, yeah, alive. I've got some from, I think, as early as I, I looked back here a while back, I think as early as 1977. Well, and we had partners before that, but they've passed away or gone right, on to be with right, the Lord. Right. But I still have partners partnering with me that have been partners ever since 1977. And, That's uh, astounding. The 70s and the 80s, and God just... God has always added partners. Right. And of course, he's still adding partners today. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I was talking to uh, a new secretary that we hired earlier last year, and she has just been uh, uh, happily impressed and thankful for um, all the, every, as we've told her different stories of different people and different ones that, sure. oh, that, that's so-and-so and so-and-so. They Terry met them back in so-and-so in 19, you know, whatever. Sure. And then even Pastor Last Century, <laughs> even uh, Pastor Tom Lanza, who we were talking about the other day, he's one of the pastors you met, happened to meet him in New Zealand, in New Zealand. thirty years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, I and and now as I travel around with you, people will say, "Do you know so and so?" I said, "Well, I know that name because Terry has gone to their church and preached for like thirty five years, mm-hmm. and uh, it is just an amazing those long term eternal relationships sure. no, that absolutely. you have had." And it's Actually, not. Tom 
Tom built it, built this set that we're, yes. we're preaching on. <laughs> our, our cowboy set, our western, our western set, because set. Tom was a real cowboy, real life cowboy. He sure was, and is and from Missouri originally, but but now then in Conroe, Texas, which is where our set is, right at the Harvest Family Church that he pastored, and he used to be on Daystar, so he just built his own. Set that's remarkable, and then and then when he passed away, uh, the set has just set empty. And then one day, I was, uh, you and I were looking for a set and wanting to make programs, right, and right, felt like right. God had instructed us to do right. that. And my son Lynn said to me, We were in Tulsa, my son Lynn said, Dad, you're kind of an old western guy, an old cowboy, so you you need a western set. And I went, I know where one is. How about and so that? we called Pastor Sue, Sue Lanza, and said, can we use your set? And she said, it's yours. You take it. You you use it. So so Tom uh, yeah, Tom and I go way back, and, no, and he's still right. blessing us. And he's partnered with me. My goodness. I mean, since we met in New Zealand, he became a right, partner right. and started having me into church to, to preach. And and uh, so, uh, yeah, well, I've got a lot of friendships that go way back. Yeah, partnership is, is something that is so um enhanced throughout conversation in the Bible, how God added people, you know, and then, you know, in the New Testament uh, concept of, of building anything is that God added to the church daily, right. such as would be saved. And that is just a vignette of what God does uh, in ministries. He sets the solitary person yes. among families. Isn't that a great and, scripture? Yeah, it is. He, he the sets the solitary person. Person. <laughs> In other words, a single person, yes. a widowed person, a wid, a widow, a widower, yeah. or someone's never been married, you know, or yeah. someone that's uh, maybe all in their in their families died or they're gone, right. left them for some reason, orphaned, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so they're all by themselves. But God, but God swoops in and takes that solitary person, yes, and sets them in a family, sets makes them part in, of the family of God. It is sets them in either a physical family or a church family. Or uh, both. Both. And God is able to do such marvelous things with that. But he's always built that. You know, he had Adam and, and he said, that's not good enough. We need to have two. Right. <laughs> you know, not and, good and for and man to he, be alone. Yeah, right. And it's really that that has gone uh, like a child left to itself will bring its mother to shame, yes. Proverbs says, that it's not good for, you know, like even in the New Testament, the book of Acts says, well, we haven't heard of anything, uh, that Holy Ghost thing, you right. know. <laughs> and so they said, well, let us tell you about it. Well, that introduced them to a whole nother scope exactly. of people, you exactly. know, and Jesus even went about trying to find, you know, he's looking for disciples and adding and adding and adding. My my great pastor back when I was growing up at the Pentecostal church, he would always say, God adds and multiplies, the devil subtracts and divides. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And so we want to always remember that God's adding and God's multiplying and God sends people to help you. You know, to um, it's like there. What First Chronicles twelve, when David was going to be king, it says that these are they that came down to Ziklag to make David king, and he added to David all those thousands and thousands oh, of yes. men yeah. out of every tribe in Israel to help establish his kingdom. And the word partner, I think, has been misused and abused because every preacher uses it. Every radio preacher, every television preacher, every evangelist, every pastor. Uh, I see, I even see lay people, you know, they're wanting to go on a mission trip or something. They, you know, they talk about, oh, I need partners to help me go on the mission or, trip. Or have and a they, 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 Yeah, have me <laughs> go fund me. But it's, it's an go abuse of what 
of what God said, right? Because God thought up partnership. I mean, He invented. Yes, right. And so it's a holy thing, and it's a special thing. That's and right. there's a spiritual connection that passes the blessings on and passes right. the rewards right. on. And so God, God started partnership. As far as I'm concerned, uh, a lot of people talk about partnership starting with Aaron and her, right? Uh, because uh, Israel was in a battle, and God said to Moses, He said, "Take your staff." And hold it up. Right. And as long as you hold it up, uh, Israel will win the war. Right. But if you let it down, the bad guys will win the war. And wow. so Moses held his staff up. And so Israel's winning the war. But after a while, you know, he, he's getting tired. Right. And so his staff would begin to kind of droop a little bit here and there. And, and so the bad guys started winning the war. And so a guy wow. named Aaron and a guy named her ran over to him and held his hands up. Yes. And so people talk about and Israel won the war. But so people talk about Aaron and her being, quote, ministry of helps. Right. Uh, and, and, and partnership. And, and I'm and I don't take anything away from that. I think that's true. But where I always looked for partnership from the Bible was actually in in Numbers chapter 11. Yes. And I think it's so powerful in Numbers chapter 11 because Moses was leading the children of Israel from captivity in Egypt, those 430 years, leading them from captivity, slavery in Egypt, leading them to the promised land that God had promised them for literally hundreds of years. He had told them, I've got the promised land for you. It's a good land. It's a land flows of milk and honey. And so Moses was leading them there and uh, the people Two million Jews, <laughs> the people begin to complain and moan and groan and just cause Moses lots of problems. And he was yes. the only one. He was the well, he was the only one guy wearing a hat. I mean, he's no, the only guy right. in charge. Right, right. And finally, he went to the Lord in Numbers chapter eleven, starting at verse eleven, mm-hmm. and he said, "Lord, I can't do this." He said, "I just cannot do this." <laughs> and he used right. the word "alone" several times. I cannot yeah, bear this people alone. alone. And he and finally he even said to the Lord, he said, "Look." If this is the way it's going to be, just kill me. He said, Lord, if you love me, kill me. That's right. Because he said, I can't do it. He said, they come it's to me overworked. crying for flesh, from food to eat. Food he said, I'm not the, I can't keep the food pantry. Right. He said, they're crying to me as, as a suckling baby that I have to carry in my arms as, mm-hmm. a, as a father. He said, I can't keep the nursery. You know, and, and he just said, they're, they're asking up, me, they're asking me for to do everything. He said, I can't right. do it alone. There's two million of them. There's one of me. And so the Lord said to him, he said, here's the deal, Moses. I'm not going to kill you. Because he said, just kill me, Lord. And he said, no, no, I'm not going to kill you. He said, here's what you do. He said, you go get uh, you go get leaders, elders right, right. out of every tribe of the people that you know for a fact they are leaders. Don't just get your brother-in-law and your friend and your right. fishing buddy. But I mean, get, get, get men that you know for a fact are anointed of God to be leaders. And he said, you bring them back here. And stand here with you. Mm-hmm. And he said, I will come down and I will put your spirit, Moses, on them. I think that's so right. interesting, Renee, that God didn't say, I'll put my spirit on them. Right. He said, Moses, right. I'll put your spirit right. on them. You know, you know, pastors, if you've got deacons and elders in your church that are trying to do their own thing, uh, and they say, now, pastor, here's what we need. Now, pastor, here's what God showed me we need to do in the church. No, 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 no. God didn't say he'd put his spirit on them. He said he'd put your spirit on them. They're supposed to carry out your vision, That's your right. plan, That's your right. purpose, your destiny, and they're supposed to run the church with you. They're not supposed to be a whole bunch of little guys out here all running the church by themselves against each other and certainly against you. No, and so God right. said, you bring them together, and he said, and I will I will put your spirit 
on them. And they will bear this people with you, right. and you will not have to bear it alone. Hallelujah. And to me, Renee, that is the beginning of partnership right. in the Bible, that all of a sudden those those elders became leaders and partners right. with Moses to right. to go down channel, you know, or if you're in the military to go to, you know, to from to go down the chain of command right, uh, and and rule the people and run the people and, and organize the people and get something done. Right. And so that was a powerful, powerful Old Testament example. And right. then in Ecclesiastes chapter four and verse 12, it says, if one, if one can put a thousand to fight, no, no, that's, that's the wrong scripture. Right. It says a threefold cord is hardly broken. Right. So, so if you take a, just a rope, uh, by itself and tie it to something, you you could break that. You tie a second rope on it, it gets a little stronger. But he said, you weave a third a third rope in there, braid that thing together mm-hmm. with three cords. He said, that's right. hardly broken. Right. You know, it's this new word you hear all the time. Uh, it's a new word they've invented in the last few years called synergy. Mm-hmm. And you hear it all the time, TV, advertisement, commercials, they'll say something about synergy, synergy. And uh, um but synergy, the actual definition of synergy means that it's an organization or a people that cooperate, collaborate, and come together to where the combined effort is is multiplied exactly the the single effort exactly. another another definition I read in the dictionary says it, it you take you take two oxen, you take this oxen and you take this oxen and you tie them, put them to the wagon, and they'll actually have the strength of three. Wow, just two oxen pulling together gives the strength of three oxen. My my, and so that's what that's what synergy is is where you take this one and this one and put it together, and it becomes more than the two. And that's what synergy is with the Holy Ghost, with God. God, God says when you partner with the ministry, and then when you are when you partner with God, right. you know you're combining Hallelujah. Uh, a strength and a, creating a strength and a power that was impossible right. uh, by yourself. And it's not just one plus one is two; it's one plus one is three, four, five, or six, because and that's God's math. You know, right. He's always adding and multiplying. And and so uh, he, he said a threefold cord is not quickly broken. And then he tells us the same thing. He said uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 32, he said, one can put a thousand to flight and two can put 10,000. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you think as a, as a math person, you think, wait a minute, if one can put a thousand to flight, right. then couldn't couldn't <laughs> two people put 2,000 to flight? Right, God right. said, no, 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 no. If one can put a thousand to flight, you add two, another one with him, they can put 10,000 to Because that's synergy. That's Su- Holy supernatural. Ghost. It's yeah. Holy Ghost supernatural partnership. Partnership. It's like I've said to you so many times, I'm worth 9,000 to you. Yeah, right. And, and you're worth 9,000 to me. Right. Because by ourselves, we can put a thousand to flight. Exactly. But we join with each other and we can put 10,000 to flight. That so we're each, each of us are worth 9,000. Thousand, wow. thank you, uh, Lord. Where we're only worth one thousand by ourselves, right? <laughs> but when we hook up with each other, we're worth ten thousand. Well, that's a lot of joy there to think about that. You know, it, it makes me think of Matthew eighteen, where Jesus said, "Wherever two or three of you are gathered together, well, there, absolutely, New Testament. I am, that's New Testament. Yeah. I'm in your midst. I mean, that's that's a crowd to God <laughs> because we're able to do so much by the two or three that oh, are gathered exactly together right. with Him in our midst. We can do exploits. We can do great and mighty things." And so it proves that God doesn't always need a whole lot of earth stuff 
together to get a That's whole right. lot of supernatural stuff done. So don't diminish your value and realize that, you know, that that you are important to the kingdom of God, that if you can get two or three people to agree with you and touch anything, the Bible says, That's then right. you're going to get your prayers answered. Yeah, Jesus just flat out said, if two of you agree. Yes. It's touching one, one thing, thing on earth. He said, it will be done for you by my Father, which Isn't is in heaven. Isn't that astounding? That's just a powerful scripture. Find, find somebody Jesus to thought it up. partner with no, you. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no preacher thought that up. Jesus thought it up. That's why we call prayer partners. Yeah. So back to the Old Testament that we have in 1 Samuel chapter 30. David was had come back to Ziklag and the bad guys had come in and stolen right. everything, burned the place down, wow. stolen the wives, stolen the kids, yeah. stolen the money, stolen the cattle. And so uh, David went after them. Right. And uh, some of the guys needed to stay there to watch after watch the stuff. It. They call it the stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's actually an Old Testament word, yeah, stay by the stuff. stuff. And so they went after the bad guys and caught them, mm -hmm. beat them up, yes, killed them, yes, took back did. all their own stuff, plus took the bad guys' stuff, right, brought right. that all back. And then David said, okay, now we're <laughs> going to divide the spoils. Yeah. And the guys that went down to battle with him said, wait, no, wait a minute, King David. Yeah. Now, wait, 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 sir. Uh, these guys over here, they just stayed and watched the stuff. So they, they didn't fight. go to the battle. They're, they're not going to get what we get. And David he said, no, no. He said, he said, they that tarry by the stuff, they that wait by the stuff, they that stay with the stuff. Right. He said, they get the same reward well, as those that go down to battle, and they well, shall part well, alike. Yes. And, and the Bible says there, uh, in that scripture I just quoted, the Bible says, and it became a statute in Israel unto this day. Thank God. So so as as people partner with us, right. <laughs> and we go to Romania, we go to Russia, we go to Ukraine, we go to uh, Zimbabwe, to Africa, to Namibia, to, we go to Haiti, we go to Mexico, we wherever we go in the world. Right. You know, Southeast Asia, we're always in Malaysia or Thailand or uh, one of those places. Uh, when we go to those places, our partners here that are staying by the stuff. God says that they get the same reward That's right. as we do for going down to battle. So if we get a blind eye open, it gets credit to their account. If we get a deaf ear open, it's credit to their account. If we get somebody saved, it's credit to their account. Exactly. So God, heavenly economics keeps records of all Isn't that, that stuff. That whatever Astounding. we do uh, for the gospel's right, sake, right. credits back to our right. partners. Not only, um, not only just the money they gave us gets credited back to them, but the supernatural acts and the miracles and wow. the salvations and all the devils casting out and all that gets credited back to their account again. You know, I've partnered with people with ministry since I was a teenager, and you have too. Mm -hmm. and, and you and I partner with ministries. There's there's ministries that right. that I've partnered with forever. So I still partner with. Mm -hmm. You know, my dear friend Wayne Myers down in Mexico is 98 years old now, and uh, down in Mexico been there for 70. Four years, and you know, every Friday of the world, I don't know for how many decades I've done that, right. but every Friday, of, I've known him 53 years, and, wow. and, and so every Friday, uh, we cut him a check in our office, yes, and send a check yes. to him because we're partners with him, yes. And so, uh, you and Dean used to partner with me, right? Your great church in Corpus Christi, Texas, y'all right. supported me and Jackie and missions all right. those years and right. years and right. years. And now you run around with me and, <laughs> and, and reap the harvest of the yes. partnership of the Hallelujah. seed you sowed. Hallelujah! But anyway, I know we're going to run out of time here very quickly. But but there's new partner testament. There's new mm -hmm. testament partnership. Jesus had partners. And I can give you scriptures for that. Paul had partners. And I can give you scriptures right. for that. Right. And, uh, and 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 we pray for our partners every day. 
That's we right. ask God to bless That's them right. and minister them spirit, soul, body, family, finances, home, and ministry. And we're always needing partners, always asking the Lord to, to provide partners for us. We're always happy when people come to partner with us. And so if you decide that you want to partner with us, uh, I'll give you for free uh, these two books. My wife, Jackie, wrote Supernatural Childbirth, powerful book. Yes, I wrote More is. Than Conquerors, powerful book. Amen. And we'll send these to you for free. If you'll let our office know that you want to partner with us, hook up with us financially, uh, give to us monthly or regularly, whatever, uh, then uh, we'll send you these for free. Our, time, our time's gone. I'm not through. <laughs> well, it's a wonderful time, and I'm so glad that we are have a friendship and a partnership with Jesus Christ, and that makes us all today more than, <laughs> more, than, more, than more than conquerors. God bless you. Bye-bye.